welcome to the Just Buy My Vote podcast. I am Joseph Simmons, the host and also author of the new book, Just Buy My Vote, African-American Voting Rights in the Chicago Condition. It is my pleasure to be able to speak with my guest today. Noah Herrera is a successful real estate broker in Las Vegas for more than 25 years and also co-chair of the Coalition of Independent Nevadans. Noah Herrera, welcome to the Just Buy My Vote podcast. Mr. Simmons, thank you very much. It's my honor and pleasure to be here today. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Well, Noah, we've known each other for several years through both real estate as well as our boys played sports together. So there are several things we could talk about in the time we have. However, I'd like to start by asking you to address the JBM MV avatar, and I'll explain what I mean. In my writing of the book, Just By My Vote, I found myself continually asking, what are the best sources of American history? So please address the JBMV avatar, if you will. He or she is a 20 to 30 year old male or female and interested in history, but for whatever reason, was not a history major in school or maybe didn't attend college. He or she is wondering, where do I start? Noah Herrera, what have you found to be your favorite or best sources? You know, there's so many sources right now out. You know, one favorite author, one favorite thing. I'm more of a, books are so big and cumbersome to try to take history. So I try to take the best out of simple things. So although I love lots of them, I like sticking with one because he does short, you know, just short blurbs, short uh, stints that stick with me. One of them to me is like Mark Twain, one of his famous quotes. It's better to keep your mouth closed and let people think you're a fool than open it up and confirm that you are. It's those little simple things. People try to overcomplicate things. It's about taking large amounts of information and keeping it smaller that people can dissect and actually use. Like Absolutely. I feel like we both know and have in our family several JBMV avatars. You were coaching baseball yes, for a little while, weren't you? I've been doing a whole lot of things. Coaching baseballs with my kids really is just a way to keep us kind of closer. To Understood. Them. Not that I want to. All right, perfect. So let's shift gears just a bit. Sure. In the Las Vegas Review Journal in August, they had an article, a headline that read, Nonpartisans Rule Nevada. And that article started off by by reading, Nonpartisan voters now make up the largest group of registered voters in Nevada, an ongoing shift that could signify a dissatisfaction with party politics. Noah, tell us a little bit about the Coalition of Independent Nevadas. You know, really, the Coalition of Independent Nevadas, you got to remember, over 30%, nearly 600,000 voters are registered as nonpartisans in our current system in Las Vegas. The Coalition of Independent Nevadas, what it does really, it provides a neutral platform where nonpartisan voters have a collective voice on issues that concern Nevada. You know, as you think about it now, our nation and our states are divided more and even torn apart by hyperpartisan division. Deep philosophy differences and bold by negative advertising, bipartisan bickering, finger pointing, your fault, political gamesmanship. And both Democrats and Republicans claim that they have the secret sauce to solve all the problems, but division prevents collaboration. The Coalition of Penn and puts people over party and policy over politics. It's a neutral platform where you could actually be heard 
and be part of the solution, per se. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I wondered a little bit about that just because, you know, the parties have their platforms and what have you. But uh, in terms of co- coalescing independents or nonpartisans, how does that best go, come about? Well, I'll give you an example. Last election season, uh, we probably interviewed 100 to 115 different people that were running for office. Out of the people that we endorsed, were there some independents? Yes. But the reality is we have to either pick Republican or Democrat. The difference this time is this, that we had both Republican and Democrats come to our meetings and address what our issues were as independents. Because traditionally, if you want to go hear a politician, you have to go to a Republican event or a Democratic event. Now they're coming to us. So if, let's say you're a Republican and you you want to go hear a a Democrat that you may like, you have to go to a Democratic event. Why is that? Why is that if you're going to vote for him in in the, you know, at, at the general election? So what, we, what we're doing is we're becoming that neutral platform. The large majority, we like to call it, is a silent majority. Right. So uh, so it sounds like you're able to bring people from different walks and uh, everybody's able to get a chance to hear that. And then really it still boils down to kind of individual choice in terms of voting and what have you. Absolutely. Cool. What else can you tell us about the coalition? How did it come about? Well, the coalition was started by Ash Merchandani. Ash Merchandani had probably 15 years in state policy. He writes tons of policy. He used to be the deputy director of uh, the of, uh, Department of Business and Industry, which runs literally the whole state, all departments. And as you know, I've been you know involved in lobbying for the last 15 years for the Association of Realtors and very heavily involved. The reason I'm heavily involved is because I care what happens. A lot of times people see changes, like here, like during 2008. When they had a problem with all the foreclosures with AB 284, no one did anything. It wasn't, but because of our group NARF that we had, we lobbied Senator Court, or sorry, then Attorney General Mastos, and we bought together the group that actually changed AB 284. Then move forward when the foreclosure started, uh, primary investor, primary uh, homeowners couldn't buy houses because the investors were buying all the properties. So what did we do? We went to Senator Harry Reid, and what did he do? He went to Fannie Mae. We got to meet with Fannie Mae and they created a pilot program here in Las Vegas, which was the first look program for 30 days for only owner occupied home buyers on any one of their assets. As a matter of fact, the program is still in effect today. And it went so big. This was a pilot program here. It's still gone nationwide. And the majority of the banks and financial institutions did pick it up. Okay. Also. So those are the type of things. Why do I get involved? Because if no one gets involved, nothing will change. Oh, it's too bad. People can't get in the houses or this happens or this happens. So that is the grassroots and why we got involved. Why did I get involved with COIN? Because COIN really is nonpartisan. It's right down the middle. It's for all people. You know, because nowadays, if you know, you're a Republican or a Democrat, they're too far left, they're too far right. There's a lot of people that are no nonsense, but it's like, like here, I can be a, Dem- uh, you know, a, uh, a Kennedy Democrat or a Reagan Republican. Right. They're both great presidents. Right. But now there's just, there's too many political bickering mm-hmm. going on. Uh, you know, I have been for a long time now of the belief that the party labels, we've really outgrown them, I believe. And I'll, I'll go even further and say, I don't think that uh, uh, liberal and conservative even fit us anymore. You know, I mean, you know, there's a large middle mass of of individuals that, uh, you know, call 
call us the sensible majority. But <laughs> but I looked at that article and it actually talked about the the nonpartisan voters is facilitated by the way that uh, the registration is actually taking place in Nevada. So that's a great point. So here in, in Las Vegas, let's say you come from California. If you don't put your Republican or Democrat, you automatically default to independent. The reality of it is how many of those people are actually really independent versus how many are nonpartisan or just didn't care to do it. The reality is this, and I'm sure of this, the government, there's a lot of races that the independents help push forward. For sure, one was a governor's okay. race and we interviewed them when, you know, when they were coming up there. And there was only so many Republicans that voted for Lombardo because that's mm -hmm. the number was. If it wasn't for the independent vote, he wouldn't have won. And vice versa in a lot of the other races also, like the Cortez-Mastos race. If it wasn't for the independents to push them over, that wouldn't have happened. Right. So it's it's mainly just kind of showcasing, really, to your voters or the, really the whoever is interested to expose them to both parties and all candidates. Exactly. Gotcha. All right, cool. How did you become involved? I became involved because... Uh, I know Ash and a lot of the people on the board, and we have a common goal, love of our country, love of our state, and we see the way it's going, and no one's doing anything. And once again, you have to be the one, just like when we help change those, those state laws and the federal guidelines, if no one does something, then no one does something. We have to at least try to make it happen. That's it. Is it going to work? Eventually it will. Ash went down to... Uh, a national independent event in, in Austin, Texas, and it went pretty well. Is it a small movement? Yes. Is it growing? Yes. But what does it need? It needs money. And for unfortunately, it doesn't have the big bankrolls that the DNC and the RNC have. You know, what's interesting is that we're talking nonpartisan and independent voters. You know, there's now a push for a third party, for example, on the presidential election. What's your uh, re reaction to that? You know what? I think that would be a great thing, especially after watching the Republican uh, debate last, was last, it last night, night or the yes, night sir. before. You know, it's like a three ring circus. You know, no one's presidential, you know, right or wrong, whatever you believe. And it's the same thing on the Democratic side, on the Republican side. I get tired of watching it. And then during the election period, you can't hear. Politics is the only position in the world where you can tell, you know, where you can basically bad talk about a person who's trying to get your job and actually get right. it. If you would do that in any other type of business, you wouldn't do it. And they spend millions of dollars to get a job that's worth a couple, a hundred thousand or less. What does that really tell you? You know, should there be term limits? Should there be a lot of things? Absolutely. I believe there should be. Yeah. The challenge, the challenge, though, it seems to be with the third party is access to the ballot. As you mentioned, you know, it's, it takes a lot of money to be able to get on the ballot in 50 states, in addition to being able to advertise and spend all the money to compete and be competitive. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what it takes. Really, it, it, it's all a finance. It's all about money. It's all about finances. And not until the point where. The Americans, people get tired of going, hey, you know what? I have to have a different choice because this isn't working and this isn't working, mm -hmm. you know, and we're getting taxed on both sides. So it just doesn't stop. What do you know about the new procedure in terms of voting in Nevada, the open primaries? You know, I think uh, that is something that's important because as an independent, I couldn't vote for a Republican or a Democrat. So what does that mean? I'm out. Mm -hmm. 
Now, do I vote specifically one way or another? We vote for the person that is best for the position, regardless of party. Do party politics get involved a lot of times? They do. But uh, I, I think that's a positive thing. I think it'll be good. I think it'll have a lot more people that normally would not be able to vote because because it wasn't open be able to. Right. Yeah. The challenge there is, you know, coalescing. Right. I mean, if you're in the middle, you got to try to grab from both sides, hopefully make uh, make sense and, and have a good platform. Right. Absolutely. You know, Joe, but there's going to come a time when there's and the time is coming sooner than later, I believe, where we're going to have a strong independent candidate. And we're starting to see a couple small ones come up. Why don't they win bigger positions? Because they're not bankrolled mm-hmm. enough. That's why. Yeah, you've got a couple of uh, examples of independent senators, you know, um, that are that are in the in the U.S. Senate. I don't believe there are independent, any independent congressmen that I know of. Congress tends to be in a lot more chaos than the than the mm-hmm. upper chamber. Yep, I agree. Very interesting. You know, the challenge, again, I'll go back to that. I'm trying to figure out how an independent develops a platform. Essentially, it's on them rather than a party to develop a platform that people can coalesce around, which is a big job. So how could that happen? How is that happening? You know, first, it has to start at a grassroots efforts with organizations like ourselves. Now, first of all, last year, we didn't take any money from anyone. All the money, the the television commercials, the ads, the fund, you know, it was all basically funded out of our own pocket. And why do we do that? Because we don't want an outside influence as well. We want you guys to do this or that. Really, it's going to take someone with the financial wherewithal to start that can actually help build and that actual platform to move mm-hmm. forward. Here in Nevada, what would that look like? You know, we're starting to see a lot of people that were Republican and Democrat start switching over. Matter of fact, this last year, I don't know the exact amount, but there was quite a lot of people that switched from both their party affiliations to independent. Which is a good thing. Uh, Of course, we're starting to go into the election season for Las Vegas mayor. Do you have uh, any uh, insights or favorite picks on that? You know, what we're going to be doing, we're going to be talking with both of them or all the candidates and seeing which one's ideas, thoughts, future, values, align with ours. Now you got to remember, sometimes the people that win are not exactly the same because they're funded right. better. But yes, we're, 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 our plan is to uh, interview them, sit down with them. And we have our set series of questions. Like when we met with them last year, a lot of them, a lot of them were really not ready. They didn't think we we're talking about policy, about school, about funding, police. And a lot of them didn't, didn't have questions that I'm like, but you've been in this position already for a term. How is it you don't know the exact numbers that I'm spitting off the top mm-hmm. of my head? Right. So a lot of these, I think a lot of times they're taken for granted and oh, I have someone that'll take care of that. When you have the, 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 the easiest questions and things that they should know, they're in the business of politics. They're not in the business of policy. And that is what the problem right. is. You need to focus on policy over politics. Yeah, it's a, you know, that Las Vegas mayor's race is a consequential race. I mean, it, it's been held by the Goodmans for so long that, uh, you know, we're going to get somebody different. The question is, is what that difference means. You know, from what I'm seeing right now, there's quite a lot of people coming up. I went to high school with a gentleman, Cedric uh, Creer, who's uh, may or may not be running. I don't want to. I believe he's it. running. Actually, yeah, he's, he's, he's one of the announced. Yeah. yeah, you know, born and raised in Vegas, lives in the area solid guy. 
is, you know, we, we have to see kind of what happens if anyone else comes out. And, and th there are a lot of people that are going to come out. So we'll have to kind of see what happens. Talk to each individual, each individual, and see where their, their stances are on certain items. And, uh -huh. and then once you guys make your endorsement, how do, I mean, how do you get that out? I mean, how do you, uh, you know, obviously the parties operate and they come, come with a slate and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. What's your plan there in terms of, you know, hitting the ground and letting uh, the public know how you guys feel? Well, you know, first of all, we're not bankrolled very large. It's, like I said, it's the majority of our own funds. But we do we do targeted marketing and targeted marketing to the independents. So we have that information, addresses, emails, all that contact information. And we actually send it directly to them. We drive people to them. We also have television commercials. On coin, we do uh, you know social media, Facebook, targeting, Instagram. So certain different ways, things that aren't as expensive, because you know you, there's only so much TV you can buy. And good lord, during those times, the rates are astronomical. It's amazing, right. you know, it's amazing, and that's how we do it directly, direct to the voter, the independent voter. Now those independent voters, which is thirty percent, how many of them are true independents? Let's take off. They say it's 600,000, 30%. Take off 10%. Margin of error because they didn't sign up. It's still 400,000. Let's even take less. Let's take another 100,000 off those. 300,000. But you have to remember those 300,000 voters on a lot of these races, five, 10,000 votes sway the, the winner loss. So you're playing. It didn't sound like you were putting people on on the streets there. You know, I'm I'm from Chicago. Politics, you're blocking and tackling. So, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound like you're putting putting folks on the streets. Mainly, you're advertising and kind of letting the public know via, I guess, social media and you said television, etc. Right, radio. You know, here we we do have some um, some street teams, but like all things, that takes right. a budget. It takes more time. You know, unfortunately, here we're not 100% set up like a political movement. Well, it sounds like you're working on it. That we are. That we are. There's a lot of hardworking board members that are doing a great job and have got involved and put their money, their time to basically do it. Interesting. Well, I'm going to shift gears a little bit and ask you with what time we have left. Noah, what's one piece of advice you would give to your 20 year old self? <laughs> I love this one because everybody, everybody's like, well, I got to think back to then, you know? <laughs> no, no. You know, and the great thing about it is that I have a 24-year-old son and I have a 20-year-old son that just turned 21 last week. So the advice is very, right. very simple. All right. I teach them. It's two things. In life, uh, in life and in business, I live by eight simple rules. This is what I try to teach them. What's important to you? God, family, health, and money. And in business. Be humble, be grateful, be kind, and be quiet. Really, life is that simple. You know, they're going to make mistakes, but be coachable. Understand that you're, you know, you're not owed anything. You're supposed to go get it. You're supposed to be in the office at 730 in the morning. You know, and that's okay. Sounds good. Well, Noah, this has been a real pleasure for me. Noah Herrera, thank you so much, and thank you for sharing with our listeners today. Thank you very much, Mr. Simmons. Always a true pleasure being here with you, sir. Well, well, we hope you enjoyed that episode of the Just By My Vote podcast. We're looking forward to the next episodes. You can find the book at JustByMyVote.com and feel free to follow us at JustByMyVotePodcast.com. 
for notification on upcoming podcasts and events. We thank you for the privilege of your time. And until next time, just buy my vote.